Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Thank you so much for spending your Wednesday morning with yours truly. And thank you so much for all those that are following into the chat right now. This is the interactive show. Of course, if uh, you're new to the State of the Saints podcast, uh, if you have any questions or concerns, uh, feel free to comment, man, throughout the show. But on this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints defense. And uh, can the Saints defense turn the corner? I think this is a question that is on a lot a lot of minds here uh, in the Who That Nation. And uh, I think that we should talk about it. And one of the reasons why I decided to, uh, to uh, talk about this topic it had a lot to do with the uh, one, what we saw against the Carolina Panthers and also uh, some some dialogue uh, between uh, Zach Street, uh, Bobby A. Bear, Coach Sean Payton on the coaches show they do down there in New Orleans, WWL. And also they talked to Aaron Glenn, man. Um, you know, so the question is, can they turn the corner? Can, can the New Orleans Saints defense get better? Uh one thing that Sean Payton talked about in the interview, uh, you can check it out once again on WWL. He talked about how uh, you're not going to be able to win games like this all the time. You're going to win some, lose some. You know what I'm saying? You're going to uh, deal with some issues. And if you continuously deal with these issues, then eventually when you start to play teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and you start playing against other teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're going to find yourself losing. And um, also with Aaron Glenn, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, he said that a lot of the things that he feels uh, the issues is with people like Lattimore and people like Marcus Williams has a lot to do with social media. Uh, he says that he feels like this is a younger generation. They, they look online, they see what people are saying about them, and that caused them to kind of play out of their position, to be like, I can make a play. I got to go out here and make this tackle. I got to go out here and get this interception. And they don't play loose. They don't play free because they're so concerned about what people are saying about them online, which to me, that's a very dangerous thing. You know, I understand that, you know, guys living in a, you know, social media world, I mean, it's kind of, Unless you're about to, you know, just walk into your house, uh, close the blinds and turn off the TV. Uh, people are pretty clear about how people feel about them. You know, Marcus Williams understands like what people may think about him. I mean, especially if he's online and stuff like that. I mean, he sees the comments and so does Marshawn Lattimore and the rest of the Saints defense. But to me, you know, I feel like if you care so much about what other people are saying about you, it's kind of it's going to be hard for you to kind of get rid of that type of mind frame. I mean, I, I take myself, for example, as much as I try to avoid people, sometimes I allow people to get to me. And I I, I really <laughs> I really try my best not to. But it's kind of hard to, especially like when people are adamant to try to get under your skin. And we all know that there are some people that just constantly try to get at you. And I can only imagine how that feels for a guy that is under the microscope, like a Marcus Williams, like a Marshawn Lattimore. So it's the question, are these guys built for, you know, for them to actually be able to turn the corner? Because we're seeing guys being out of position. 
we're seeing guys that are constantly getting beaten coverage. And these are guys that have been with this team for a very long time. And I'm very concerned because I'm wondering to myself, are they going to be able to, you know, be able to stop anybody? Are they going to be able to uh, relinquish some of these, these brain farts that they have? Are they allowing social media to dictate the way that they play the game? And um, if they're doing that, man, it, it, it's going to be a very, very tough situation uh, for those guys, man. But I'm going to go ahead and open it up to you all because I would love to know what you all think about uh, can they turn the corner. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Ernest. Ernest says, good morning, TJ. What's going on, Ernest? Uh, Tyra says, Saints must make changes to turn corner. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I hope the Saints trying to make a move for help. I'm very concerned about this, Kim, because I'm looking at other teams uh, making trades and being aggressive. And one thing that I have a problem with when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, I don't feel like the Saints are being as desperate as I feel like they should be. I think they need to understand that Drew Brees is about to retire. And uh, as much scrutiny, you know what I'm saying, that Drew Brees has been getting uh, from people, you know what I'm saying, including myself, I'm not going to eliminate myself from this. Uh, I, I, if it weren't for Drew Brees, this team probably would be one in five right now. Or uh, like, uh, you know what I'm saying, like uh, uh, they would probably have about two wins. Drew Brees has kept this team afloat this season. I mean, if it, if it was any other quarterback, including Jameis Winston. I don't think that they would have been able to weather the storm the way that they have, especially the way that this defense has been playing. But I say that to say this. They're not doing what they have to do in order to help Drew Brees. I feel like Drew Brees should be able to go out there and just be efficient, and the defense should be able to take care of the rest. And they haven't. You know, and I look at other teams, and and as much as, you know what I'm saying, we criticize them, I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're aggressively trying to go for it. You look at some of these other teams out here, man, like they're really trying to get better. Even the Detroit Lions, they go out there and trade for Everson Griffin. They're trying to get better. I feel like the New Orleans Saints aren't doing – I don't feel like they're doing right by Drew Brees in that regard because as much as – like I said, we criticize Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is at a stage where we shouldn't have to depend on him to win games. We should just count on Drew to do his thing and the defense should be able to do the rest. And I just don't understand, man. This should have been a year where the defense stepped up, and it seemed like they regressed. And and I'm just wondering why. Like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, Sean Payton was asked the question about maybe making some changes, you know, on the defensive side of the ball if guys don't get it. And, you know, it it seems like to me it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek, a lot of lip service to me. As much as Marcus Williams has been a liability, as much as Malcolm Jenkins has been a liability, you continuously parade these guys out there on the field as if they they haven't been a liability. I don't feel like there's a lot of accountability when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. And I'm not even mad when I say, I'm, I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it when I say this. You know, it's rather these guys just don't have it or they don't. It's just as simple as that. Like, how can you be in a system this long? How can you understand defensive, con- I mean, offensive concepts, defensive concepts, and you still can't master the art of technique, of turning your head around, and eye contact, you know what I'm saying, with the receiver and the ball? I, I just don't understand that. It. So it's rather you just don't have it or you don't. 
It's just that simple. And you look at people like Dennis Allen, you look at people like Aaron Glenn, which I ain't gonna lie, you know, looking at the interview with Aaron Glenn, you know, I have a different level of respect for him, especially like just listening to his knowledge of the game. And he made a very good point, man. He said they they asked him the question about uh when they they blow an assignment on the sidelines, uh, you know, do you get in a grill? And he was like, he was like, no. And he said, not really. He said, what I do is I go to him and I asked them, like, what you did wrong? And he's like, if they tell me what they did wrong, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they tell me what they did wrong, then I ain't got to say nothing. He said, but at practice, he said, I'm chewing them out. He said, on the field, I'm trying to get them to play with as much confidence as they can. Now, I'm kind of on the fence with that. You know what I'm saying? If a guy constantly gets, you know what I'm saying, constantly blow coverage, if they're constantly out of position, I mean, accountability got to take place somewhere. Now, I know these are grown folk, and this is not like college or high school when you blow coverage and a, and a coach is all up in your face because these are grown men. They're making big bank. But, man, they got to have some accountability somewhere. Like, if a guy's keep blowing coverage, why not go to the next guy? Why not see what you actually have? Do you not have do you not have confidence in your coaching? Is is the question. Do you do you not trust your coaching ability? Because are you not allowing are, are, are you not allowing these other guys that could be potentially the replacement for the guys that are struggling? Why are you not giving these guys opportunities? You got these guys for a reason. And I I don't understand why DJ Swearinger is a healthy scratch. I, I just don't get it. Like this guy is too good to be sitting on the sidelines. Uh, you are right, TJ. Uh, Desperate Tampa are making all the moves. Yeah, they're making moves. And like I said, we can look. We can hate on them as much as, as we want to, man. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm in a, I'm in the so I'm on the groups and stuff like that. I see how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan base are talking. But one thing you can't say about him, man, they got Tom Brady. And they have put things around him and they have put him in a position to succeed. I will say that. I will give them credit where credit is due. And I don't feel like the Saints have the same energy. Now, you can be as arrogant and cocky as you want to, but you know, you, you gotta just be real with yourself, man. You're only gonna have Drew Brees for maybe this year. If he decides to come back next year, maybe next year. But that's all you have him at. And honestly, I feel like this is gonna be his last year. And the Saints are not acting like it. I mean, it's only so many times, man, that you're going to be in these type of games and it, these games are not going to come back to haunt you. And, you know, God forbid, God forbid if they just have a train wreck of a game offensively. Like if Drew Brees throws two or three interceptions. Like, God forbid that happening because if they do, then they really in some trouble. Yo, I mean, the offense has to be efficient. The offense has, like, they they cannot make any mistakes. If you don't, if you don't believe me, check out that Green Bay Packer game. The great, like, the Saints forced the turnover defensively, right? They they forced the turnover defensively, and Taysom Hill fumbled. Aaron Rodgers get the ball, and the defense gives up a big play. You know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, if if the offense is not playing efficient, if the offense is not dotting every I and cross every T, this defense, they ain't got enough horses in the barn to seal the game. So Drew Brees going to have to be on every single week. Alvin Kamara got to be on every single week. 
the wide receivers got to be on every single week. Tight ends got to be on every single week because the defense isn't picking up any slack. It's supposed to be complimentary football. And right now the Saints do not have complimentary football. They do not. And I think that's what, what made us put so much emphasis on the player Drew Brees at the beginning of the season. It was the fact that the defense wasn't helping them out at all. There wasn't. So that's, that's just my honest opinion. The media being uh, who the media is are literally making us a joke compared to the Bucks. However, in some ways, we deserve it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the Bucks deserve all the praise. You know what I'm saying? They are getting better. But let's not pretend like the same chop liver. At the same time, they are four and two. I mean, it's a lackluster four and two, but nevertheless, it's four and two. And, and good teams find ways to win. And it may not be the prettiest. It, it, it may not be the sexiest. It may not be the most decisive win, but they winning. And I feel like when you're winning, you can fix some of the issues that's going on. But if you're losing, it, there's a there's a sense of urgency. And I feel like guys will start to panic and you really got yourself a problem. At least they're, they're, they're dealing with these, these brain farts, but they're winning. I mean, and, and you have to admit, man, you know, even though the defense has been playing suspect for the last two games, <laughs> the defense had to make a play in order for the Saints to win. Okay. It was Lattimore with the tackle on Mike Williams against the Chargers. And it was Davenport knocking Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers out of field goal range. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for that, I mean, if it wasn't for that sack by Davenport, there's no way in, like that guy could have made that field goal from 64. Okay. I mean, it was an inch short. So if it wasn't for that for that sack, that guy, I'm pretty man, that guy would have that guy would have drilled that field goal. So it's it's about taking those type of plays and, and being consistent with it, you know, instead of playing behind an eight ball all the time. I mean, we cannot afford offensively to make any mistakes. And I'm glad that the Saints have been efficient over the past couple of weeks. I mean, you had a fumble, you know, Drew Brees fumbled the football, but I mean, it didn't really cost them or anything like that. So lucky for them, you know. The fact that we dominated time possession, ran almost double the plays Carolina did, and yes, Drew was serving them up, but we were holding on to a three-point lead. That's a problem. Absolutely, Sanchez. That's a, that's a very good point right there. I mean, the Saints uh, controlled the time of possession. The Saints held the ball nine minutes longer. Like, think think about this, folks. I want you. I want you to understand this, right now. The Saints had the ball nine minutes longer than the, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Saints uh, held Carolina to 286 total yards. The Saints were 82% on third down, right? You know what I'm saying? 82% on third down. But yet, they won by three. If any of those statistics happen in a game and your defense is playing good, it should be a blowout. It should be a blowout. The Carolina Panthers had less than 20 yards rushing in this game. The Saints were, like I said, 82%. 82% on third down in this game. They ran the ball. For, they had over 100 yards rushing in the first half between Murray and Kamara. Any other team, if they had a defense, this should have been a blowout. Looking at this game statistically, analytically, 
you would think that the Saints would have blew these guys out 37 to 10. And they should have. Think about this. The Saints was up 14 to 3 until that busted coverage that, that Mark, you know, uh, Marcus Williams, you know what I'm saying, allowed DJ Moore to get that wide open pass. The Saints were trending. They came out there like, like the hell was on fire. I mean, the first drive went right down there, scored a touchdown. Came up, you know what I'm saying, scored, like forced them to punt. I mean, forced the field goal. The Saints went down there again and scored, you know what I'm saying, and scored another touchdown, 14-3. I mean, the momentum was on their side. If the defense would have made a stop, who knows what would have happened. All those statistics, folks, like seriously, that is not the the percentages and and the yards total. Like it just don't make no sense, man. This defense has got to get better. Uh, Big shout out to Lattimore. Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, made that play against the Chargers. Big Herb said, good morning, uh, T-Mama TJ up early. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm up early, man. I, I work at nights now, overnight, so. I'm, I'm always up I'm, and <laughs> I'm always up now, you know, that's, and I've, I've been trying to do early morning shows, you know, cause people say they, they seem to enjoy these. So shout out to uh, Jerry says, I just woke up. Chemo says OG in the building, showing some love to uh, Jerry. Uh, Jack CP three says DB's getting roasted out there. It seems like I'm always seeing them running behind the receivers to tackle them after they catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, they give up a big play at least once a game. And the thing about it is, like, you look at that game, they actually played pretty well, like, in a secondary. You know, for the exception of, like, C.J. Garner-Johnson, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what was going on with that. It looked like they was kind of targeting him. It like they were trying to target him or something like that. But besides that big play, man, it was a lot of nickel and diamond. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was – they were just, you know, saying slowly matriculating the ball down the field. And, you know, you got to get stops, man. You got to force – you got to – even if you have a bend but don't break type defense, you got to be able to make some stops, man. You got to be able to make some stops. Uh, Cam Jordan appears to be hurt, doesn't have the burst he had last year. I mean, there may be some behind it because Cam Jordan has not been playing his best. Uh, I like Cam Jordan a lot. I think he's funny. He's witty. You know, he's, he's clearly the leader of the defense. But, man, I don't know, man. Them, them other guys playing much better than he is. Everybody be safe out there with this hurricane coming, man. Yeah, uh, with the hurricane, what is it, uh, Zeta? Hurricane Zeta there. So y'all be careful out there, you know. So make sure that y'all uh, be safe, man, and follow uh, what the news and, and the meteorologist saying, man. Nobody be a hero. Uh, the secondary coach has got to go. I think they need a whole different secondary. I think they need a whole different game plan. I think they need a new defensive coordinator. I think they need some new players out there in the secondary. I think they need some guys that, that don't really pay attention to social media. I, I really feel that way, man. I think these dudes be too heavily involved on social media. I think that might be some might be some validity behind what Aaron Glenn's saying. They care, they care too much about what people think about them. I see now, TJ, teams are going to blow past us in every game. Yep. And the thing about it is now they got a huge target on their back because we all know that the Saints uh, are really good at stopping the run. So all they're going to do is try to throw over their heads. That's that's all they're going to do. They're going to try to throw over their heads. If if a team is really stop, 
<clears throat> excuse me, really stout against the run, you know, <laughs> all they're going to do is drop back and pass. I mean, it, it, it's rather two things going to happen. It's rather they're going to get a big play uh, from a catch or a big play from a pass interference. Uh, love the morning show. Uh, thank you, Jamarcus. I appreciate that. And I want y'all to come back this afternoon. Uh, we're going to have a special guest on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, coming back, uh, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. So uh, y'all check it out. It's coming out at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to have John DeShazer on the show. This is just a, this is just a quick show, man. We ain't gonna, we're not going to be on here alone because I got some things I need to do for the radio station. So probably going to go back a few more minutes. But I just wanted to, you know, run that by y'all. See what y'all think about this defense uh, and also answer some more of your questions that you may have. Uh, we have all the right pieces. Most of the time, they're in the wrong places, not uh, playing aggressive enough. Yeah, I do feel like the Saints uh, got some quiet boys out there. And I don't feel like these guys, I don't feel like these guys' uh, technique is, is good. You know, I, I think that these guys be trying to be a hero. It's like they trying to inflict pain and, you know what I'm saying, trying to, you know, lower the boom on somebody, but man, you got to wrap people up, man. You got to tackle these guys, get these guys on the ground. That's the important part. Bill Belichick always has a top uh, 10 defense with no name players. Coaching matters. Yep. Coaching matters and players matter too. You got to make sure that you have the right players. Uh, everybody be safe uh, uh, from the hurricanes. Yeah, that's, I mean, y'all be safe out there. Do you think Coach Rule asked Teddy B who was the weak link in the defense and attack it? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. No no doubt about it. No doubt about it, he asked. You know, like, you know, I mean, Teddy know what the deal is, man. Teddy know who the weak links is. You know, that Teddy went up against this defense in practice. He know what it is. So frustrating as a fan that this 2020 Saints team isn't balanced on both offense and defense. We have to do and command better. Uh, go Saints. Who that? Yeah, it, it, it is very frustrating, Shonda. It, it's very frustrating. Uh, make my head hurt. You know, I, I'm, I'm just tired of dealing with the same issues over and over again. I mean, I'm just tired of as as a fan to, that, that loves this team. I'm tired of dealing with the same issues over and over again. I think they just, I don't, I honestly, I just don't understand why you would think that as a, as a collective group, they should be much better, but they not who that nation. You are the greatest. Shouts out to peanut. My guy, Everett, man. Shouts out to you, man. Uh, Jay says, uh, we should be six and no had our secondary just been average. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh probably lost one game maybe, but I don't know that 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 secondary is going to be a problem, and I think we just fooling ourselves. Like we just fooling ourselves if we just think that, oh, you know, I it's hard for me to get happy when I know it's inevitable that that this team is going to break my heart. <laughs> I'm just being serious. Like it, it is hard for me. Like even when they win, I'm happy that they win, but I I just know that I just know that it's just a matter of time before they they break our hearts like they're, they're not structured and built and, and you know for me to be like man we can beat anybody like i feel like we can win you know we can get by we probably can be in shootouts because i mean like i said we got drew Brees, 
He puts us in the best position to win. We got Alvin Kamara. We got talent. So we can go toe-to-toe with your best, you know what I'm saying, because of these guys. But like I said, it's only a matter of time. Like, do you trust this team to do anything in the playoffs? Do you trust this team to make it to the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. I say it will will win, but we'll probably even win double-digit games. But I don't trust this team, man. I don't trust this team, like, going into the postseason. I don't. A whole new secondary. Uh, Now, I think you keep Janora Jenkins. I think you keep Lattimore. I think you just need to change up defensive philosophies. That's that's what I feel. I feel like you need a whole new safety core. That's what I feel like. I feel like you need a whole new safety core. And you need some new nickel uh, corners. That's what that's what you need. Stop holding on to these guys, man. Patrick Robinson and and PJ Williams. Like like let these guys go. Uh, Baddest Sports Show says Marcus Davenport played excellent. He was a key player down the stretch. Yeah, man. For the last couple games, I mean, he he was present. He put that big hit on Justin Herbert in, in the game against the Chargers, and he he sacked Teddy Bridgewater. So, man, I just uh, man, like I said. We all knew that Davenport was it was good, you know. It's just the fact that him staying on the field, that's the issue. I'm not going to be negative. I believe the New Orleans Saints or I'm going to make an adjustment. Uh I believe in the Saints, but like I said, this I, I don't I'm not confident that this team can win it all. I'm just not. You know, I I believe yeah, I believe they're gonna win games. I, I'm a cheer for them, you know what I'm saying? I still got love in my heart, but I'm a realist. Like, I, I just think that this team isn't structured right now uh, to go deep in the playoffs or get a shot at the Super Bowl. Something is missing with this team. I can't really put my finger on it. I can't understand why. Why this team it, it has regressed the way that it did in the secondary. I, I, I can't put my hand on it. Uh, um, I, I can't. I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know why. Uh, but they, they got to get better, man. Uh, we just going to – man, like I said, it just – we just setting ourselves up for failure, man. Uh, that is true, CJ, because all Gardner Johnson do is run straight to social media when something happens. Yeah, man, they care too much about what people think about them on social media. Like, I don't care about that new watch that you got. I don't care about that new phantom you got. I, I don't, you know? And I just think that these guys care too much, you know? Like, even, like, in a, in the... Uh, like in the interviews and stuff like that, you can tell like anytime somebody says, man, I'm not concerned about, you know, cause they, you know, I'm not concerned about what people say because, you know, they don't know what's really going on. The fans don't know what's going on. Like they obviously got you, you know what I'm saying? They in your head, you know what I'm saying? Paying no rent, you know? <laughs> so obviously if you're bringing them up, then it automatically, you know, it's automatically in your psyche. So, you know, they already got you. So I think that they need to like not worry about that. The the whole objective is for you to be the best player you can be. You know, social media can't do nothing for you. It can't. You know, you can interact with people and stuff like that, man. But if a person telling you that, you know, that you know, you ain't this, you ain't that, like why why should you care? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why should you care? I mean, people are gonna be critical of you no matter if you do something positive or negative. Man, just think about this. You know, look how good Michael Thomas has been over the years. But people up here still like trying to discredit the man, saying all he do is run slants. People call him a diva. People call him a crybaby. They always trying to discredit you when you trying to be great. So why give them that ammunition? 
why allow them to stay and live in your head you know what i'm saying rent free like let it go please ask john uh do you see us uh picking up another free agent or a trade uh from a big time defensive player okay justin i'll make sure i ask that yeah feel free like if you have some questions i, I can't i won't be able to probably answer i mean ask him all the questions but if you got some questions that you think i should ask john just feel free to comment uh leave a comment and um you know i'll try to uh i'll try to ask him some of them you know i can't ask him all the questions but i think that's a good question justin i'll make sure i ask him that question man because you my guy man and you know what i'm saying you're on that road man be careful out there man i don't know where you at right now but be careful on that road uh tyra says uh bench marcus then change up and put players in their right position yeah man i think dj swearinger need i don't think dj swearinger should be an in, inactive in games like <laughs> they're not good enough for that they're not good enough to have somebody that has the the type of tackling ability and and a guy that can lower the boom and lay the wood like him sitting on the bench. I think that type of guy they need out there on the field. I think he is a, a tone setter. The offense going to have to carry the team until uh, well, Parcel skip showing and give Dennis Allen a call. <laughs> Man, they need to get rid of Dennis Allen. I feel like that's the, that's the answer. I think they're going to add someone to the defense. Well, they need to, yeah. They need to. Uh, I think I just don't feel like they're just being aggressive. I, I don't feel like they're being. Uh, they're not acting as if you know they got a forty-one-year-old quarterback and he about to retire soon. They're not acting like. It. Like the only time they act like it was at the beginning of the season when they tried to get clowny. But man, be aggressive. Like you know, like put all the chips on the table. They're not doing it. Can we just throw in the towel on the defense? We know what we have uh, three to four years and a half seasons later. We still asking for good technique and minimum. Maybe I'm crazy, though. No, you're not. I mean, I said that on the show yesterday. I said it on the podcast yesterday like, that, you know, <laughs> man, we had these same dudes up in this system, man. And and I, Aaron Glenn was talking about, you know, uh, Lat, I mean, Lattimore and Marcus Williams being in the system together for four years janora jenkins is relatively new malcolm jenkins is relatively new man i ain't trying to hear that man i'm not i'm not trying to hear that because you look at other teams like around the league that just got together they're not playing that slow and trash like that and i i think we all can agree janora jenkins is not the issue here janora jenkins like like anybody heard from janora jenkins last game like this man had this man had his side of the field locked up. I don't I don't think nothing, you know what I'm saying? I don't think nothing wrong with Janora Jenkins. He playing pretty doggone good to me. It is everybody else, which is sad because you would think that the guys that been in the system longer, they they should be the ones that's out here uh showing and leading by example, not the guy that just came here in the middle of the season last year through trade. You know, so I don't know. They say defense wins championships, so why this defense messing around and not getting the job done? That part right there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that's the million-dollar question, Jerry. You know, but I think some changes need to be made, but I don't think I don't think there's anything they can do about it. 
And now you have to play the Chicago Bears. Look, I'm not buying what I saw on Monday night. You know, I, I don't I don't look at games and be like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? We're going to blow that team out because they had because they only scored. Nah, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I say that for them other fan bases. You know, that's the type of logic that gets you beat. Oh, we beat them and they lost to them. So we going to beat them. Nah, bro. I, I don't I don't I don't buy into that type of logic. I, I really don't. You know, you you got to – I look at the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are ranked number one in red zone defense. And the Saints are ranked dead last in red zone defense. So, like a 350-pound man on top of a house, something's got to give, you know. And um, I don't know, man. I, like I said, the, the Saints offense can't – the Saints offense can't afford to have a bad game the way this defense playing. TJ, that's this whole generation with social media, basically, Andrea. Yeah, I mean, it is they they care too much about what people think about them. I mean, you shouldn't. You you shouldn't do that because most of the people that just be hating on you is because they want to be in your position. You know, I you know, when people get on there, be like, man, you suck, man, you ain't good enough. Oh, you said this, but you meant this and you don't know what you're talking about and all that. Like, come on, man. Like, most of the time it's because people want to be in your position. You know, they they see they see you doing certain things. They see how it brings you happiness. They see how, how positive you feel. They see people, you know what I'm saying, gravitating to you. You know, <laughs> you know and I'm talking about from a, a football standpoint. And, and, and some people want that. And maybe their life is not going as well or they probably having a bad day. So, and, or they're probably going down your timeline, seeing people bash you. So they want to join a party. If y'all can afford me to um, tell y'all a story. I was watching this, uh, I was watching this video on YouTube and it was about this guy. Okay. But it was supposed to be a social experiment. They, they brought in a whole bunch of people inside this little, little room. And there was this guy and the audience, the people that was in the room were able to dictate um, what would happen in this person's life so it starts off that this guy was uh out with his friends and they they were given like options of how this guy's night was going to go there was an option that the guy can drink you know what I'm saying with his friends and have a good time or a guy can walk over to him and want to fight him because he thought he was talking to his girl of course the the, the crowd decided to to pick option b you know what I'm saying? Wanted him to go and fight, you know what I'm saying? Fight this guy over a girl, you know? <laughs> then the guy went to the store and they had an option like, this guy can just pay for his stuff and leave the store or he can get accused of stealing, you know? And of course, they accused the guy of stealing. The guy went to jail. The, while the guy was in the back of the paddy wagon, <laughs> while the guy was in the back of the paddy wagon, they had an option of uh, saying that it was a mistaken identity or call this guy and tell him he got fired from his job. So it was just all these bad options that this crowd was giving him. And it was to a point where the last point was this guy can just go home and just have the worst day ever, or he can get kidnapped. So the guy ended up getting kidnapped, but he ended up breaking free, running down the street and got hit by a car. And everybody in the crowd just got all quiet and stuff like that. But the whole point of that was, and this is the point, it was called D- in visualization right 
it's like when you see a bunch of negative comments for example or if you see a people that are, are booing or a person that they're, they're bashing somebody it makes you want to be a part of that group it makes you want to add to that you know what i'm saying that person's pain and i feel like that's what you see a lot on social media and these players sometimes they buy into these things and you shouldn't you shouldn't do that and I, and even with people today sometimes people are going to just hate on you just for the simple fact they see you happy if you if you think that you look nice on that particular day you take a picture people see you smiling somewhere somebody hating on you somewhere somebody probably uh you know mad because you look happy so i don't think you need to buy into what people are saying and you shouldn't add to a person's misery so i, I always like looked at that video and i, I just put things into perspective man and that's why you know, I don't I don't try to buy into what the people are saying. Like I'd rather people be mad at me for me being uh you know really honest about my feelings than for me to be sitting up here and just be like going with the masses. I I, I don't do that. And I don't think anybody else should either. So that was always that was an interesting story. I know that's you know don't really have nothing to do with sports, but I mean I, I just feel like that's what really be going on. So that's the reason I feel like they shouldn't care because it's just people just, you know, want these guys to feel as miserable as them. Not having all season activities in camp really hurt our defense. I think. I think now. I think. I think the main thing that that hurts our defense, uh, Timo, is there's no fans. I really, I, I really think that this. <laughs> since we talking about social media, think about this. Why do you post on social media? Post on social media to get the adulation and and the cheers and reveres of fans like when you go out here you dressed up you flexing you know what i'm saying you got money you you stepping up out your nice car you you want people to validate you so i feel like if we're up here talking about social media if we're up here talking about guys caring about what people think like do you think that crowd participation doesn't play a role in that do you don't you don't think that people chanting your name and cheering and saying who that is saying defense you know, all the time, you know what I'm saying, and making crowd noise, you don't think that has some type of impact on the way that these guys are playing? You know, my grandfather would say sometimes, like when you know, when he used to preach, he said, Don't look for me, you know, to you know what I'm saying, to bring you you your fire. You know what I'm saying? Come and bring your own fire. You know, they don't bring their own fire, they look into they looking to rest by your fire. So I feel like that's probably has something to do with it. I feel like that's why they're so adamant about getting crowd back into the Superdome. You know, you look at other teams, they're not concerned about, you know, the crowd and all that kind of stuff. They're playing pretty disciplined regardless. You know what I'm saying? Even like with the Chicago Bears, I know they had a little bit of a hiccup. Uh, you can look at the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they ain't got no fans, but they playing pretty doggone good. You look at the Seattle Seahawks, they ain't got no fans, but they still out there balling out. So you shouldn't, I feel like that's the biggest issue with them. I feel like this team cares too much about validation. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons why uh, this defense is struggling. And I feel like if, if they probably had fans inside of the stadium, I feel like this team probably would have probably just lost one game. I think they. I think that means a lot to them. Some people just need that. Some people just need that energy. 
Uh, since you think the Saints won't make it to the Super Bowl, what NFC team do you think will? And why can't the Saints beat the, that team? Uh, it's not about a matter of of, of beating them, Baines. Like, I feel like they can beat anybody. That's that's the thing. I feel like the Saints can beat anybody. But they can also lose to anybody the way they're playing defensively. Look, I mean, let, let's look at this as a prime example, right? Let's look at that 49ers game last season right? It was toe-to-toe, right? It was toe-to-toe. Now, imagine if the Saints actually had a defense. At one time, the Saints were up in that game, what, it was like 27-7 or something, 28-7? They were, they was they was beating the hell out of the 49ers. Now, imagine if the Saints actually had a decent defense at that particular time. You know, like, that, that game wouldn't even been close. So, they can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody, too. Look at the Minnesota Vikings game. Right, they they wasn't in a position to win that game. Look at the Rams game, and you know what I'm saying like they were in a position to win that game. It's always gonna be nip and tuck. And when you're playing like that, like I said, you cannot afford to make mistakes. You know, I don't have a team that just stands out among the crowd. You know, if I'm if I'm thinking about it, I would say the Seahawks because I mean everybody knew how I feel about Russell Wilson, but at the end of the day, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. And I'm saying, like, can you confidently say that the Saints can make it to the Super Bowl? That's all I'm saying. I, I'm just, I'm just being real. Are you confident? Like, as much as you want these guys to go, can you say emphatically, like, the Saints going? You know, what I'm saying the Saints going to the Super Bowl? No, you can't. No, you can't. You, you think the Saints can be competitive against anybody, which they can. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like any team just gonna blow out the Saints. I think they got too much pride. I think that. I just think that they 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 battle tested. You know what I'm saying? They smell like smoke because they've been through fire. So they're going to always be there in the end. But you're opening yourself up to get beat. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, if they had a better defense, then there, there's no way. You know, I feel like they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody too. I'm serious. They they can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. And I think we I think we've seen that over the years. And, you know, but I don't have like a team where I just be like, man, they're going to the Super Bowl because, you know, I don't feel like I, I, man, if it was me, like I said, I would say the Seahawks, but I'm being biased because I like Russell Wilson. Uh, what up, TJ? Good morning, fam. I am ready for us uh, to beat Tampa Bay. So many fake Tampa Bay talking trash about us, but I ain't worried. We who that fam. Shout out to my boy TJ. You do a good job doing the show. Thank you, RJ. Man, I'm not worried about no Tampa Bay fans. Tampa Bay fans up here talking about, man, y'all won 100 games. Y'all ain't got nothing to show for it. I mean, at least we won 100 games. Like, where y'all 100 games at? When y'all y'all didn't win 100 games over a decade, you know? So, I don't know, man. I'm tired of talking to Tampa Bay fans, man. It's as if these guys have been winning all these years or something like that. And I'm like, man, they coming up out the trees. I mean, <laughs> for all my people out there, I know some of y'all probably seen this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers or like the Uncle Pete's of the NFC South. If you ever seen the movie Soul Food, a very popular movie back in 1997, all right, uh, the three the three uh, sisters, they had an uncle named Uncle Pete. Now, Uncle Pete, nobody seen. Uncle Pete was locked up in a room, didn't know, never go nowhere, didn't never do nothing. They used to slide Uncle Pete's food next to the door and he'll hurry up and grab it before anybody see him. You know, one day, you know what I'm saying, Uncle Pete decides to, show his face 
and he end up <laughs> he end up I think he end up getting hit or something like that and nobody knew who this guy was right and all of a sudden Vivica Fox said I want to introduce y'all to Uncle Pete that is what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been locked up in the room for 13 years nobody cared about them nobody thought about them you know what I'm saying? The only time them boys came up is when it was time to take a L. Then all of a sudden, after 13 years, here they come. Here they come. Coming up out of the basement. Coming up out the room. You know what I'm saying? With a TV full of cash. And by cash, it comes in the form of Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Now all of a sudden, everybody is supposed to recognize you Huh? That's why you got your ass beat because nobody knew who you were, Uncle Pete. And nobody cares about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Uncle Pete's of the NFC South finally show their face. And now all of a sudden, everybody just supposed to forget that you've been locked up in a basement for 13 years. What in the hell is going on here, man? What, what the hell is going on here? Some of y'all probably lost y'all. Y'all like, man, what, what movie was that? But it's Soul Food, man. I know some of y'all probably seen that. I'm pretty sure a, a good amount of you probably seen Soul Food and you know who Uncle Pete was. Them boys are the Uncle Pete's of the NFC South. Straight up. <laughs> Saints defense can turn a corner if we add a corner. <laughs> good point. Speaking of corners, man, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer this question, man, before I get up out of here. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming. It's going to be in my inbox. Uh, of course, we know that Eli Apple got cut by the Carolina Panthers. And somebody, I'm pretty sure, is going to ask me, do I feel like the Saints need to go ahead and, and, and get Eli Apple? I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at the Saints signed Eli Apple. I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, because I feel like he could actually help in a nickel. And also, he can play a little bit on the outside. So, it wouldn't surprise me, man. You know, the only thing about the only thing that bothers me, man, is about uh Eli Apple is his mama. I feel like his mama is just too heavily involved in his life. Uh, I feel like she uh she trying to steal his spotlight, you know what I'm saying? She trying to shine off his spotlight, and she have she has actually turned this boy into a straight up wuss. Honestly, man, like. I don't know, man. I, I just look at her as the, the female LeVar Ball. Like, you see her on, on social media and stuff like that. Like, she be trying to flex, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, you know, act like, all, you know, all these dudes want to holler at and stuff. I'm like, it, it's pretty sad, man. Like, I'm I'm just being honest. Like, you want to, you want your kid to succeed. You know, you want them, you want to be happy for him. But I just feel like his mom too heavily involved in his life. And I feel like that's what caused him uh, a lot of this hardship. That's the reason why he got rid of they got rid of him in New York because they couldn't stand his mama, you know. And I feel like she just too heavily involved in his life, you know. That dude, that dude have a lot of talent, man. He just, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like uh, she she coddles him, she enables him, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she don't want to let this man grow up and be a man. Every time you see a picture, you know what I'm saying, him after practice or something like that, or him after a game, she taking pictures with him. I don't know. That's that's sad. Uh, Eli can take the corner, uh, move CJ uh, to safety, sit Williams down. I, I agree. 
like I said, man, Eli Apple ain't that bad to a point where he can't play in a nickel. Like, I think he, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it, it's a matter of how you plays him. He can't be no worse than what I've seen. Earl Thomas is a free agent. We need to get him to help our defense. Yeah, at least we know we're going to get somebody that can tackle. At least we know that. Marcus Williams needs to get released. I don't think that's going to happen, but they're they not going to sign him back. I can tell you that. Uh, we don't need a corner. We need a safety. Uh, I think we need I think we need corner and safety. I think you you can possibly sign Earl Thomas, and you're going to say you can possibly sign uh, Eli Apple too. You know, both of them probably going to get like minimum salaries. I think Eli Apple can do okay in a in a in a in a in a, a slot. I, I think so. Can't be no worse. Once again, I wonder why nobody pulled the trigger on Earl. Probably because he done lost his damn mind. Probably, <laughs> you know, nobody won't bring that 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 toxic uh that, that toxicity. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I said that right, but nobody won't bring that into their locker room, man. Like seriously, but. I mean, if you're desperate, why not? Reed, uh, Reed out there, uh, uh, too, we need to snag him. Now I'm good on Eric Reed, man. Eric Reed uh, is a liability and courage. Y'all talking about uh, Marcus Williams. My goodness. Let's not pretend like uh, Jared Cook went out there cooking that boy now. Come on now. Buda Baker. Man, Buda Baker ain't going nowhere. That man the best safety in football right now. Uh, I don't think the Saints are going uh, to the Super Bowl this year. Does it feel like our year teammates fighting, trade rumors, COVID, breeze comments? This don't feel like uh, the special season we had in 2009. I, I, I agree with that, bad girl. Yeah, it is looking kind of rough here. You know, I'm, I'm hearing all kind of stuff, man. I'm hearing all kind of stuff. But it, at the end of the day, man, I mean, <laughs> they only shooting themselves in the foot because – who knows if you're ever going to have an opportunity like this ever again in life. You know, so whatever going on, you should try to figure it out. So JJYTJ, I heard we supposed to get him. Uh, no, that was a scenario, uh, RJ. That was a scenario that was, uh, I think, that was put together by Bleacher Report, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I think that they kind of, you know, kind of bored and they started like putting different scenarios together. Like they had like Quinn Williams uh, going to the 49ers. They had J.J. Watt going to the Saints. It was like different players and stuff like that that they felt like would, you know, teams need to try to trade for. So it's not – there's there's no validity behind that at all. You know, it's just scenarios. Uh, you're right, TJ. We can win and lose to anyone. I personally think we have the upper hand. When push comes to shove, slow starts usually solidifies your team towards the end. And you know the frustrating thing about the New Orleans Saints, uh, before I get into Antonio, well, I read Antonio's, we need to sign Earl. Okay, you know the most frustrating thing about all this is when the Saints go up against elite competition, they ball the hell out. Like in a regular season, if they go up against a team, everybody been singing their praises, everybody talking about how good they are, they ball the hell out. Like they – You'll be like, man, man, where this come from? Like, what? what I mean, <laughs> like, y'all been this good? Like, y'all been this good for this long? Y'all go toe to toe with this, this person, that person, and then all of a sudden, like, you go to middle of the pack teams, and they like they forgot how to play football. So it's like they 
they they when they go up against elite teams, those teams have their undivided attention. It's like they be trying to prove to the NFL, like, we the best. We the best team out there. Y'all need to be talking about us. You know, that's why I feel like they have a real strong chance of beating Tampa because everybody is singing Tampa praises. Everybody talking about how good Tampa is. Everybody talking about how Tampa is a Super Bowl contender. They, it would not surprise me if the Saints come out the gate and just start whooping Tampa ass at the beginning of that game because that's the way they do it. They all like they did the same thing against the 49ers. 49ers came into the Superdome hot as fish grease. And the Saints came out there and were whooping them boys, tearing them boys up, ripping them boys to shreds before Jerry Cook got hurt. Tearing them up, misusing and abusing them boys. And that's the frustrated thing about it, man. Because we like, what why we can't get this every week? Why we can't get it every week? So that's the reason why, you know, I, that's why I say they just build different. When they go up against the elite teams, they be trying to prove themselves. Prove yourself against those teams in the middle of the pack. Prove yourself against the teams that, that that's not really good. Steelers just traded Cam Sutton. Uh, we don't know uh, where yet. Oh, wow. Uh, you're right, TJ. We can. Oh, I already read that. Uh, let's see. Okay, then, TJ, believe. I mean, it's true, Tyra. I mean, <laughs> when we go up against elite competition, we ball out. They play to their competition. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's the problem. I think uh, we're going uh, to win this year because we feel uh, vulnerable. A different feeling than the last couple of years. Man, the Saints always, like, they never really want to get a Saints credit. They just kind of just say the Saints going to be Super Bowl contenders, but they really, like, honestly, they they so happy that they get a chance to talk about some other team. You know, they get to talk about Tom Brady, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, and I love it. I love it, who that nation. I, I love it. I love I love the fact that, that they talk about Tampa every day because it's going to feel so good when the Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And there's nothing that they fan base can say. They fan base is talking mad, I mean, mad greasy, talking about how they blew this team out, blew that team out. I'm telling you, they they just, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm telling you. Eli Apple might come here. Yeah, you know, the Saints like digging in the crates. And um, I'm going to read this last one, come from Kim. She says, they never talk about the Saints, but it's all good. I don't care about them not talking about the Saints. I don't want them to talk about the Saints. I really don't. I don't want them to talk about the Saints. I, I don't at all. You know, like let them keep on talking about Tampa, and let they and let the fan base keep on gassing them up. You know, talk. You know, making them feel like empowered. Please do, because I don't want to hear nothing when they lose. <laughs> Chris says uh, we can trade for Gilmore uh, if we give up a first and third draft uh, twenty twenty one and a second. Uh, draft pick in 2022 what you think about that tj uh no I, I don't like that man especially like since most likely drew Brees gonna retire man you gotta you gotta be able to use all your draft picks to rebuild your team to make yourself competitive for the future so if the saints probably had a young quarterback then i say okay but nah man uh you you don't want to give away those type of draft picks 
you don't want to give away those type of draft picks, uh, you know, knowing that Drew Brees about to go into retirement. We always believe the media and overhype ourselves. I think these losses early are important. Uh, I don't feel like we overhype ourselves. I think it's just the fandom. It's the fandom in us, man. We we just love our team. You know, everybody want their team to win. You know, <laughs> everybody like nobody wants to sit up here, man. Oh man, you know, we. I think my team gonna like no no. Everybody at the beginning of the season feels like their team can make a playoff run. Everybody feel that way. So I don't feel bad for that. I mean, you just being a fan. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast uh, once again. Uh, coming up this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have John DeShazer on the State of the Saints podcast. So if you're not doing anything around that time, come on back. But if you're at work or you're busy, I mean, you you can catch it later on. But John DeShazer will be on the show. We're going to talk to him about the New Orleans Saints, uh, the secondary, and uh, some of the other things that are going on with the team. So. Come on back. Check it out. Uh, hope everybody enjoys it. And I hope everybody enjoys their day. And if you have not already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search The State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, facebook.com. Search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Once again, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, hopefully I'll see some of you this afternoon. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?